Hey everybody, on today's Locked On Bama, we're going to talk some NFL mock drafts, some NBA mock draft. We're also going to talk about Jimmy Stein's daily Crimson and Coffee article that he uh, goes into guys who are stepping up as leaders for the football team this year. We're going to do all that and more on today's Locked On Bama. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Doing awesome, doing awesome. Sort of a big football week. There's an Alabama pro day. Kind of feels like a, a, a nice football week we got here. Definitely does. Uh, and on that, in that same vein, I want to talk about the NFL mock draft. I just pulled up on NFL.com. I love NFL mock drafts as much as I love following recruiting. I mean, I, I follow them all year long. They're a ton of fun to me. And... Um, it, this is so weird. I, I I really thought as it got closer to the draft, Evan Neal would be more and more the consensus number one pick. Um, it seems more and more likely that Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher from Michigan, will be that number one pick, which leads me to believe if he's the number one pick this year, Will Anderson might be the number zero pick next year. I mean, they might just say, <laughs> look, we're going to have our own draft for him and then a draft for everybody else. But that not Will, Will would have been the first pick. Will would have been the first pick this year. No doubt. No doubt. Um, but Evan Neal, they have going number five to the New York Giants. And again, every time I think I've the NFL figured out, um, they do something like this. Uh, and and th- not saying this is exactly how it's going to fall, but they have um, Trayvon Walker, who's very good from Georgia, going to Detroit number two. They have Kayvon Thibodeau going number three to the Texans. And then Sauce Gardner, the defensive back from um, – uh, from Cincinnati going to the Jets at number four. And, I, I, again, I don't want to read too much into this. Who was the um, who was the nose tackle from Hoover High School that did the backflip that everybody went nuts over? Do you remember that? Like Was it Harry Murphy? Yes. Yes. Yes, Jimmy. Yes. And um, I remember everybody was so excited. He can do a backflip. There's no telling how good he is. Well, First time I've ever heard all those words in a row in my life. <laughs> Well, Evan Neal did the box jump where he spreads his legs and at 330 pounds, he's able to put one leg on one box, one leg on another box. And so I don't want to make it sound like you must draft him because he can do that. But he also um, went up against SEC competition all the time and dominated. Um, He's an incredible talent. He's got a long reach. He's very aggressive. I, I just don't understand how he's not the number one pick. Well, in some ways he is, even in that mock draft you just cited uh, from NFL.com, wasn't he the first offensive tackle, I think, to go? So if he was the first tackle, it, it's kind of hard to knock it in, in, in the sense that, you know, the NFL draft, so much as it's about picking the best NFL prospect, it, there, it's so much about need. That's why in these mock drafts it's changed. It, before the Jaguars re-signed Cam Robinson, it was thought that they would draft an offensive tackle number one. But once they re-signed Cam Robinson, now the majority thinking has been that they're not going to draft an offensive lineman number one. They're going to address their pass rushing needs, and that's why they're taking Aiden Hutchinson. So I think, Luke, it's more of a statement of uh, what position those teams drafting high are going to focus on as opposed to they don't believe in Evan Neal as they once did. I, I think there is the same confidence in Evan Neal as a prospect today as there was a month ago. I just think the Jaguars' needs 
have uh, the perception is their needs have changed and uh, and that shuffled the board. Well, and also it's not like the Jaguars are known for making really good decisions. Yeah, um, one, one of the reasons I like, see, I still think the Jaguars should ch- take Evan Neal and not because I'm a homer and out. My, my argument is, if you're going to protect your investment, which is Trevor Lawrence, yeah. and, and you need better protection, why are you putting the same line you put out there a year ago? If they don't draft an offensive tackle first, then they've got Cam Robinson at left tackle and Walker, uh, is it Jones? Yeah, Walker Jones from Stanford, who they took last year as the right tackle. Walker Little, my bad. Walker Little. So if you got Cam Robinson and Walker Little, you haven't improved anything. You're, you're yeah. the exact same you were the year before. I, I don't understand that i think it makes more sense to draft a tackle number one even if you take the nc state guy icky iguana who's a fantastic prospect too then you can slide walker little inside uh and and see what he looks like at guard or even slide cam robinson inside uh i I just don't understand the jaguars getting away from offensive tackle and not improving trevor lawrence's situation when you take the pass rusher who is a good prospect, by the way. I'm higher on him than, than, than most Alabama fans are. I think Aiden Hutchinson's going to be great. I, I think he's another Bosa myself. But I, I just don't understand why the Jags wouldn't take someone at number one to help Trevor Lawrence. Okay, and I'm with you on that. And here's the other thing. Um, I don't think it matters who you drive this year. You're still not going to be very good. And especially when you look at your division with the Titans – uh, the Colts and who else am I missing from that division? Oh man, I'm terrible. That's the uh, the Texans, right? Yeah, the Texans. Okay, the Texans aren't very good, but it doesn't matter. I don't think you're going to be very good. So why don't you do this? Why don't you draft Evan Neal right now and then draft uh, Will Anderson next year when you still suck and you still get the number one pick and <laughs> you, you get a right. better Aiden Hutchinson? You know what I mean? So anyway, that's my take on it, uh, Jimmy. Uh, this is going to be an abbreviated podcast again. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and announce that because I'm still in Vegas with all my cheerings. I still got to go do Vegas stuff. When we come back, I want to talk about an NBA mock draft I just saw. And I also want to tell you guys a really interesting story from something I did in Vegas today. But right now, I need to tell you about Stat Hero. NCAA, uh, that's in full force. Stat Hero's NCAA single game pickups pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on players you know the best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. And in addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can come for you to take on head-to-head. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Use promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Use promo code LockedOn. StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Promo code LockedOn. Terms and conditions. You know they apply. So why'd you even ask me? Built Bar. Got to tell you about Built Bar. These things are delicious, they're nutritious, they're scrumptious. This is that time of year when you've given up on your New Year's resolution. You probably did that months ago. Probably did that in January, January 3rd. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Built Bar can help you get skinnier or stay skinny, whatever you want. Built Bar, these things are awesome. Have you tried the puffs? Protein-infused marshmallows, absolutely delicious. Cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all the flavors you want. Go to Built dot com use promo code lock 15 get 15 percent off that order go to built.com use promo code lock 15 15 off that order built.com promo code lock 15 15 off that order that's where you want to go 
Jimmy, real quick before I go into this mock draft and where J.D. Davidson is projected to go, <laughs> I want to tell you something interesting. I, I had no idea. Number one, I had no idea I would like this. I had no idea I'd ever do this in Vegas, but that's what happens when you have children. Um, we planned a trip to the Hoover Dam, and we got like a, you know, a guided van tour thing, right? Did it this morning, and um, we're riding down, and I'm thinking, oh, God, yeah, I'm just going to see a bunch of concrete. There was... It was so cool and wild. It was almost like building the Great Wall of China. Do you remember the the stories about building the Great Wall of China? Like every time somebody died, you just threw them in the wall. You know, um, it wasn't the case necessarily with this, but it was pretty close. There were like 103 deaths during the construction of this thing, which happened in the Great Depression. People were paid like somewhere between eight and ten cents an hour in 130 degree temperatures, uh, doing the most dangerous work you can possibly imagine. And um, one other thing that I learned today, I mean, it really was, I could go on for days. I learned more about the Hoover Dam today than I ever thought I'd know. I know more about dams than I ever thought I'd know. Um, but this was interesting to me. And I know this has nothing to do with Bama, but it, we're not locked on World War II history. But Adolf Hitler apparently sent four Nazi spies to try to destroy the Hoover Dam in like 1939. And the reason was we hadn't, necessarily entered the war yet but he wanted to disrupt california's energy supply as best he could because that's where a lot of our um i guess artillery was being made or whatever and so he sent four spies in four different you know they went in four different cars trying to uh, take explosives super dam but we got word of it and were able to stop them 20 miles short of the dam if that had happened that really would have changed history now, I'm basing all of this on what my tour guide told me. So if there's some World War II historian out there that says, Luke, you are so full of crap, your eyes are brown, then so be it. But I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And why there hasn't been a movie starring Harrison Ford as the dude who catches the Nazi spies, I don't know. I don't understand why, if it was so difficult to build the dam, why we just didn't get a bunch of beavers to do it. Jimmy Stein, podcaster, <laughs> lawyer, and engineer. Um, so, all right, Jimmy, mock draft time on the NBA side. Um, look, I think J.D. Davison's going pro. You think he's going pro. I would bet serious money that he's going pro with terrible odds. But I just looked up a mock draft. They have him going 37 to the Portland Trailblazers. And my thought on that is, okay, um, I get it. I understand why you'd still go pro. It's still money. Trendon Watford went pro in the second round. He, I guess he's done okay. Did um, he Did he get drafted in the second round, or was he undrafted? I thought Trendon Watford was drafted in the second round. Was he not? I want to look it up now. Maybe I I'm wrong. Gotta, I think you got to look it up. I think Trendon Watford was undrafted and made the Trailblazers inexplicably. Oh, wow. All right, I'm looking that up now. Yeah, he was undrafted, and that's my fault. So that's even worse than I thought. But still amazing. Is, it's amazing that he made the team. That that's not that's way more common in the NFL than the NBA. Yeah, I, well, and see, second round money is not guaranteed, right? So, Correct. I mean, look, I'm I'm all for you know. Again, Herb Jones, we said this yesterday's podcast went in the second round. He's turned out okay. He also spent four years at the University of Alabama and got better right. and better and better and better. And so, um, I think that uh, you know it might behoove JD Davison to come back. I. I'm not trying to give people false hope. I have heard absolutely nothing. I just keep – I used to see – I keep up with mock drafts on the NBA side too. And 
every mock draft had, you know, J.D. Davidson in the top 15. Well, then it backed him up into the top 20. Then it backed him up into the top 30. And now, um, as apparently you have a mouse in your ear, you know yeah, we was, can see you. I know. It's itching terribly. <laughs> I had an ear you can't go knuckle deep in your ear while we're doing it, YouTube. It was, it was really bad. It was like that. Uh, remember in Star Trek, Wrath of Khan, when they put yeah, that, when they put uh, that thing in the helmet, yeah, yeah, it was like that bad. So that must have happened to me. I'm um, good now, though. I'm good. <laughs> All better now. Um, yeah. Okay. Ooh. But anyway, oh, I don't uh, get... no, I'll get, I'll throw out a number here that's going to get you even more fired up. How about this? Eighty percent of players taken in the second round, eighty percent are out of the NBA within five years. Wow. Okay. I again. mean, that's what JD's doing here. And, and again, I'm, I'm not against, I, I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to, 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 to rail against this. I'm not going to write blogs and do whole shows about JD ruining his career. I'm not an NBA agent. I'm not JD's uh, family. Uh, I, I think the kids, I mean, I get it. It, it. All these mocks do consistently have him in the second round. I think that's significant. I just have an opinion that may be in the minority, but I believe that if you have a chance to one day be a first-round pick, then all of your efforts need to go into being a first-round pick. And for J.D., that means coming back to school. That's what I believe. Now, I, I know I'm in the minority. I know NBA experts would tell me I'm wrong. I know financial experts may tell me I'm wrong, but I'm not changing my mind. Uh, I, I think NFL and NBA – you don't enter the draft until you have maximized your spot in the draft. Because once, when, when you maximize your spot, a team is now investing in your future. When you are taken in the second round in the NBA draft, the franchise has not invested in your future whatsoever. They can cut you like they're cutting themselves shaving. Uh, it makes no financial implications to them to cut a non-guaranteed contract. They also, that while they do develop players at the end of their bench, they tend to develop first-round players at the end yeah. of their bench. Also this, I said there's an 80% chance he would get cut in the first five years. That number goes way down. The guys that, that are drafted in the second round that tend to hang around the NBA for a long time and make a career out of it are seniors. Seniors drafted in the second round tend to stick. JD's the opposite of that. Yeah, just interesting little thought. I mean, neither one of us saying JD's going to stay. I don't want anybody to get their hopes up or no. anything like that. I just found no, it. No, I don't believe that one bit. I don't so, believe it. We had a point guard touring campus yesterday. We're not signing <laughs> Princeton's starting point guard if JD Davison and Jaden Bradley are on the roster. Why would you do that? Uh, also, Jimmy, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Uh, with either ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to find your local uh, parts you need at your local chain store, I should say. Um, they, they don't stock everything you need. They never do. Why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Honda obviously an LX or an EX? You don't, you don't know. They don't know. Nobody knows. And while uh, the person behind the counter is like banging on their computer, you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs, and you could actually be getting this done and be saving money if you go to rockauto.com. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com 
and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so we know so they know we sent you and we know we sent you that's that's great amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rock auto again they don't pay me to sing it i just sing it i'm glad you do out of devotion um jimmy you had a crimson and coffee today like you do just about every day on uh, on three it's always fun and um, you talked about uh, just – I'm going to run – actually, instead of talking about Jalen Bridges because we've talked a little basketball already, you, two guys you brought up, Henry Toa Toa and DJ Dale, you talked about these two guys and their um, – how they've become real leaders for this team. Right. Explain right. yourself. <laughs> well, Henry showed up a leader. I, I think he has really natural leadership instincts. I think that the, the typical 21-year-old football player – is very self-absorbed. I, I, I don't mean that insulting anyone or any particular player or saying that's an insult. I'm saying it takes such an effort to be a great football player at that level. They spend a lot of time working on themselves. Uh, they have private coaches. They have strength conditioning coaches. They have teammates. Uh, every day they are in the weight room or they are on a field throwing a ball around, working on their pass rush moves. Uh, that's what I mean by self-absorbed. They're working on themselves. I think it's the rare kid that takes time and effort to say, you know what? I'm not just going to be as good as I can be. I want to make my teammates better. That's Henry. I, I think he naturally does it. Uh, I, I don't even think it's an effort with him. I think it's who he is. And it's one of the reasons he was so intensely popular, both at Tennessee and now at Alabama. Uh, we're real lucky to have him and the fact that he plays a position on the field that requires leadership, the front seven where he has to make the line calls. So we're just lucky to have that guy. We have a great leader in Will. The best teams have more than one. Uh, Henry, uh, to me, whether he is voted that way or not, Henry's a captain on this team. To me, he's like the emotional leader of the defense. And uh, DJ Dale, slightly shorter answer, but DJ showed up quiet. Uh, he, he's always been a quiet, go about his business kid, work real hard on his weight to get his weight down, then keep it where it is. He's also had to rehab from uh, knee injuries. Uh, and, and now in his senior year has made the conscious decision that he wants to be a leader. So he's changing his personality. He's becoming a more vocal kid. It's like we're watching him grow up right in front of our eyes. So DJ Dale, the leader of the defensive line room, and uh, yet another in a long line of leaders on this defense. Awesome stuff, buddy. And uh, glad to hear that about DJ Dale. I think everybody's been waiting for him to step up a little bit. So I I'm, I'm, uh, would love to have a dude his size with his experience be the guy that sort of shakes people awake if we need him on the defense. So good stuff, buddy. Um, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more Locked on Batman. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide.